Welcome everyone to another Wealthy Podcast. Today we have Dr. Michaela Sorensen. So you're a Sydney-based leading GP. You specialize in women's health, mental health, and you're passionate about access to healthcare in rural Australia. Is that right? That's correct, yes. Welcome. And Thank we also you. have Dom, who's Wealthy's co-founder. Hi, Dom. How are you doing? Hello, everybody. So thank you very much for joining us today. I'm going to start with the first question, which is we understand that to you, bringing knowledge to people is very important. It's the most valuable asset anyone can have. So can you expand on why you believe knowledge is so important? Look, with knowledge comes power. So when you educate people and you provide them with knowledge, you're giving them the tools to become independent, but also actively involved in the decision-making process and becoming involved in situations that they're directly involved in, whether it be their health, whether it be their finances, their investment, whether it be the environment or even politics. The other thing that knowledge does is it gives people a sense of power and a sense of control. And you know, feeling in control is absolutely fundamental to our overall mental health. I think one of the things that I hear time and time again when someone's coming in to see me, feeling anxious, feeling overwhelmed, something they consistently say is, I feel overwhelmed and I feel out of control. So that's where giving them the knowledge and giving them the skills to regain that control is so, so important. I couldn't agree more, right? Like knowledge is super important. And no matter in which industry you're discussing this, you want to make sure that you empower people through knowledge, right? How important is that? You know, when you have an, a layer of understanding, then that sense of control does come into because you, you feel like you're part of this process. And even if there's only one route that is the right route, at least you now know why it is. Exactly. You get a, a greater knowledge, a level of understanding. And that's exactly like gone are the days, particularly in my industry, where the doctor used to say, right, this is it. Take this tablet. End of story. Now we actively involve them in that decision making process and make sure they've got the, the information that they need. There is one caveat to that, though. Uh, you know, there is such a thing as having too much information. And I think we're seeing it more and more in this generation. It's information overload. I think every day, at least three quarters of my patients would come in and say, now I've been on Dr. Google, sorry. <laughs> and sometimes the information they've got's right, but other times it's completely off the mark. I think more often than not, you look up, you saw toe and it's, you've got cancer and you're going to, you know, cark it tomorrow. That's me every day. <laughs> yeah. That's so many of us. So it's really, really important to ensure that the information and the knowledge that you are gaining is coming from reliable evidence-based resources. And that's in every industry. Can I just just touch on that? Because so much of our job is unpacking false pieces of information or someone coming in with a preconceived idea of what or how something should be. And what it actually does is it just, it's to their detriment, really. Um, and I understand why, particularly in finance and particularly in healthcare, because it's a sensitive topic. It's, it's a point of massive contention and you would feel overwhelmed when you don't know anything. So you come in almost armed with, look, I know all of these things, you know? Completely. And I see it in so many aspects of my job where people have spent hours researching and they're certain they've got this condition. Um, but then you have to, you do, it takes a, a lot of time to try and unpack that. And one of the keys is trying to find out why they think they've got that. It's not a, no, you don't. Here's the, the actual right answer. It's okay. What's led you to that? What are your concerns? What are your thoughts around it? Have you considered it? you know, from another 
another aspect and, and giving them that almost self-reflective space to try and unpack it and get comfortable with a different amount of knowledge or, or a, you know, looking at it from a different angle. Makes total sense. Now, can we talk about stress and the impact in one's health? Like, what's the correlation between stress and physical health? Well, look, our emotional health, our mental health, so stress and our physical health are inextricably linked. It would be really nice if we could completely separate them and compartmentalise them. It would make my job a hell of a lot easier. Um, But unfortunately, we can't. And more often than not, actually, I see people coming in with a vast array of physical symptoms, whether it be headaches, neck pain, back pain, stomach upsets, nausea. And then the more we sit down and talk about it, you know, we might do some certain tests or investigations, but so often it comes down to the fact that they're actually stressed. They're burnt out, they're anxious, and their mind was trying to tell them, hey, take a break, take a break. But we're actually really good at not listening to our mind. We just push through and go, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then all of a sudden, sudden our body goes, hang on, you're not listening to the mental cues, so I'm going to have to throw some physical ones out there to actually stop you in your tracks. And that's when you actually stop and take notice. So the, the two are really closely linked. I can say been there and done that, right? Yeah, Charlotte <laughs> says that to me often. <laughs> You know, I, I'm walking to the house, I'm smiling, I'm happy, everything's great. How are you, Dom? I'm like, I'm really good. She goes, you look stressed. I'm like, how do you know? She's like, oh, your back's flaring up or you look a bit tense. So it's just, I don't know in my mind if I'm stressed, but my body manifests it. It's it's Exactly. And we're really good at distracting ourselves. You know, we keep ourselves so busy that we don't have time to think about that stress. So it does, we hold tension physically, whether it be in your neck, whether it be in your jaw, your back. It just comes through in so many different ways. I'm doing me, me, me. (laughs) I'm trying to relax as you're talking. I'm like, hold on a second. Am I stressed right now? This Uh, is being honest. Once you make us aware, it's very easy when you have the awareness, but immediately you... And look, I'm guilty of the same. Sometimes a patient will be sitting in front of me telling me all these things and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, that's me. Yeah, I'm the same. Maybe I need to start taking some of my own advice. And do you think that... um, you know, being stressed and feeling anxious and having all of these pent up emotions, it affects, you know, your decision making abilities or it affects your ability to really, you know, be your best self or, you know, and I hate to do this, but to feel wealthy or to, to, to make good productive choices in your life to move forward. Completely. So when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling stressed, we know concentration declines. We know decision-making declines because you often, you start to act on emotions rather than intellect and logic. And not many great decisions are actually based on emotions. Mm. It's about taking a step back, taking a breath, analysing everything that's in front of you and then recalibrating to then, you know, make the best informed decision. And like I said, that just doesn't happen when you're feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. So have you got any, any, any quick hints or tips on how to, you know, some quick stress or alleviation things or what, what do you, how would you prescribe it to me? I'm feeling a bit tense right yeah. now. And, you know. The million dollar question. And I wish I could say, here you go, take this tablet and you'll be done because yeah. I'd be a very wealthy woman if that was the case. But look, it all comes back to basics, first principles, doing things that you know, humans should have been doing for hundreds of years. And it's about making sure you've got a really healthy basic routine so our body loves routine and that comes down to sleep so sleep routine is really really important and it often when we're feeling stressed or overwhelmed that's the first thing that goes out you know we're working late we're burning the candle at both ends or on the flip side 
often if you're feeling really flat and low, you just sleep too much because you can't get that motivation to get up and get going. So trying even on weekends to set your alarm, to go to bed at a certain time, but also get up at a semi-regular time each day. Our body really, really likes that. Exercise, the old cliche, I know, but it is so important. And it's, it's important for us physically, but also important for us mentally. And I know with the lockdown, it had been hard for a lot of people to exercise and their mental health really struggled as a consequence. But hey, there was a guy in the UK that ran a marathon on his seven metre balcony. So I feel like if someone can do that, there's no excuse for not exercising irrespective of restrictions. And diet is also plays a really important role in terms of our mental health and how we feel. So we know high processed sugary foods actually do make us feel pretty bad. They might We might enjoy it at the time, mm. but we get a sugar crash, which does affect our capacity to think and function. So fueling your body with you know, green leafy veggies, whole grains, lean proteins, all of that that stuff that we know, it does make a difference. Jody out there, sorry to interrupt, is like, yeah, green leafy <laughs> veggies. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, green smoothies all the way. Um, Alcohol's another key one as well. So often if we're feeling stressed and run down, we reach for a drink. I think we've all been there in <laughs> lockdown. Um, and again, might relax us at the time and we might think, hey, puts us off to sleep nicely but you don't actually get a good sleep if you've been drinking mm. you know you often wake up in the middle of the night and you can't get back to sleep the other thing is we know the 24 to 48 hours after drinking and it doesn't even have to be you know a huge bender it can just be after a few couple of glasses of wine we know that anxiety and depression increases in that 24 to 48 hours after drinking so it can actually make you feel worse which then if you're feeling worse what do you do reach for a drink again and it becomes that vicious cycle some chocolate and some sugar exactly so all of those things are really really important like i said they're basics they're things we all know but we often forget yeah. how important they really are the other thing that i w- cannot stress enough is talk to someone about it you know if you're struggling it doesn't mean that it's a sign of failure it doesn't mean that you're not coping it means, hey, things are getting on top of you and you just need some time out. And look, there are people there that are willing to help, but they can't help if they don't know how you're feeling. Like we're all pretty good at putting game face on and just going and facing the day. But that actually doesn't serve a purpose. You know, all that does is externally you might seem great and everyone will keep piling work on you because look, who do you go to if you need something done? The person that always says yes. So if you keep saying, yep, I'm fine, 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 they'll just keep overloading you and you'll just keep spiralling. So... Make yourself vulnerable, say I need help. And like I said, there'll be people out there that can help. Well, they're the, um, it, it, it's, it's also simple in some ways. Yeah. You know, sleep well, green leafy veggies, yep. cut out the sugar, less alcohol, exercise. exercise. It's the basics, going back to the basics. It is. It's the things that grandma used to say, but then, you know, we get too busy and we all, I think, want that simple quick fix because that's what society's like nowadays. Yeah. Everything's instant gratifica- gratification, quick, quick, quick. But, you know, sometimes there isn't just a quick fix. It's going, like you said, back to basics. And I think for a lot of us, well, I know certainly myself, lockdown has actually, it gave us that time to go back to basics and reset and reevaluate how we did things. And I know, again, for me, as the restrictions have started easing and we're getting back into somewhat normal life, Mm. it's really made me reflect on what I wanted to go back to and also what I didn't want to go back to and that slower pace I think has been really really good for me mentally definitely it was like semi-retirement <laughs> that was really really nice yeah. yeah can I ask do you think that taking control of your finances can improve your health 100% without a doubt actually there was an interesting study that came out of the states two years ago 2018 
where the number one cause of stress in people's life was cited to be money. So 44% of people put it as number one. So they put it above relationship stress, above work stress. So I think that, and that wouldn't just be in, in the States, I'm sure that would be know most of the developed world Mm. and I think you know I even reflect on my family situation I was blessed to grow up in a very loving family but you know the few arguments that my parents would have was usually when a bill would come in or the car would break down or you know there was something financial Um, so that's where it's so important because it does it goes back to what we were saying earlier is it gives people a sense of control when you're financially secure you've got more available to you and you know you're not necessarily always running on adrenaline you can sit back and potentially relax a little bit more so it is so so important i i, I completely understand on, on a couple of fronts i th- feel like when there is that layer of security and you don't need to take that second shift or you don't need to work weekends and you can create more quality time with your family or to just breathe yeah. you know take a minute and, and and maybe do the healthy habits um so yeah we, we do condone condone making money and being wealthy here obviously <laughs> Because yeah. it's good for your health. Dr. Michaela said so. <laughs> I agree. And also, like, now we, you were mentioning COVID, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people would have seen unexpected hardship. Like, you went from having a very successful business f- to being shut down. And, and you wouldn't have seen that coming, right? And that probably has it made you very stressed. Yeah. And suddenly, it's a major setback in your finances. So do you have any tips on how people can best cope with these, these unexpected situation you're right and it has been so devastating for so many people and I think the hardest part of it is there's not necessarily an end in sight you know we thought we were coming towards the end and now as we all know we're in the grips of another sort of second wave coming through Victoria so that's where it becomes really really difficult and again going back to what we said about control right at the start for a lot of people we're completely out of control in this situation and you know even health professionals who this is in our field we still feel out of control because there's so much that we don't know about it so in terms of looking after your mental health going back to those basic tips that we spoke about before I cannot stress again the importance of those and everything that I mentioned doesn't actually have to cost that much money no. you know going for a walk eating healthy um that when it, a lot of people do say you know but fast food's actually cheaper than healthy food not necessarily mm. if you eat in season you know frozen veggies are fine you know tinned fish is actually really good for you and that's relatively cheap so it's just about being smart with that kind of thing the other thing is as well to be aware that there's actually a lot of financial support and services out there if you are struggling and you do need to seek additional help. So if you go and see your health professional, say your your GP, and you feel you may need to speak to someone about what you're going through, there are referrals and care plans that you can access that Medicare will help support um, financially you accessing those appointments as well. So that's really important for people out there to know that cost doesn't necessarily have to be a barrier to getting good health care. The other thing is there's lots of really great online apps and services that people can access that are either really low cost or free. Mm. So Beyond Blue is a fabulous service here in Australia and they have lots of great um, apps and information that you can access for managing anxiety, for sleep hygiene, for managing your child's anxiety, how to talk to them about stress and, and mood concerns the other thing they have is an online program so it's a six-week program that's completely free called new access and that's where you're linked in with a one-on-one health coach you have six sessions 
and it has actually been tweaked recently in light of the pandemic to help people specifically with the challenges that have come up in COVID. So that's a really, really great service. And like I said, it doesn't have to cost anything. So it sounds like for people out there, there, there is help. You just simply need to ask for it. And in order for you to get that sense of control back in your life, you just got to go back to basics. Yeah, Control the things within your routine, set yep. them up. Don't create the excuse that it's going to be expensive. And, and yeah, take control of your life in the ways that you can do it, right? Exactly. And also it's okay to be a little bit vulnerable. Um, a lot of us are really scared of being vulnerable. It's not something that we sit comfortably with. And as I said before, we put game face on, on, we want to be the strong one. We want to be there for our family and our friends, but it's actually okay to say that, hey, maybe it's my turn to need some help. In fact, I have a bit of a saying that the strongest act is actually saying that you're not okay. I love that. You know, it's, it's always like this with the podcast. It always ends way too soon. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, can I leave the last question to you, Tiffy? You of always course. say it so well. Um, okay, I'm going to choose this question. So I feel like in our industry, purchasing a property is probably the biggest uh, purchase you'll ever make. Mm. And that brings a lot of fear and, and it could cause anxiety, right? So how can we best manage fear when making big decisions, whether it's buying property or something else, that it's a big decision? And you're right, it does. Fear can actually be quite paralyzing for a lot of people. I think there's a little phrase, analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, we spend so much time over analyzing every detail to make sure it is the right decision. It's the best decision. You know, we're not missing anything that we never actually make any decision at all. Mm. So this is something my father said to me, and he's going to be very proud that I actually do listen to him and remember what he tells me. And it came about from something really mundane, like I think I was looking for travel insurance or something, and I was spending hours agonising over it. And he said, Michaela, look, there's always something better and there's always something worse. Do your research. If it looks like the shoe fits, you feel comfortable with it, just go for it. And that's the advice I continue to give people. You know, do your research get some experts involved, get some advice, make sure that the advice is reliable and stacks up, weigh up the pros and the cons, but don't spend your entire life searching to make sure it is the best. We may never find the best. You just need to find what's right for you. So that is what guides my decision-making process. Love that. <laughs> it's a great advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, that, that's going to the show reel, definitely. <laughs> and, then, and then, look, last one, I'm sorry. We're, we're getting the wrap-up sign and I'm getting the evil eyes over there. Um, <laughs> And, and what does being wealthy mean to you? Oh, great question. And I feel like whatever I say is going to sound horribly cliched. But for me, I think wealth is that feeling of fullness, not necessarily a full stomach, although I do like that, mm. um, but feeling of fullness in my heart and my mind. And that fullness for me comes from knowing that I'm loved. So family, friends, my husband, you know, that eternal love that you get from your pet, so my pet dog, um, and also feeling, you know, valued and appreciated in my job, by my patients, that for me fills my heart. And then also filling my mind. So feeling challenged and motivated each day to continue de developing and working on myself to make sure I'm the best person I can be. And I think if I've constantly got that motivation, that for me is a sign of wealth. Love it. And that's not cliche. We haven't had that answer before. That, that's outstanding. <laughs> best answer I've ever heard, probably. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think this is a wrap. Thank you so much for your time. It was a very unique type of podcast today. I loved all of the tips. I think they were super helpful. I could identify myself with a lot of them, really. Uh, so I'm really hoping that all of the people 
listening or watching to this podcast. You've taken a lot of value and please share it with friends and family. Again, and if anyone has any questions for Dr. Michaela, just let us know. We're in touch um, and we'll relay them to her and get them back to you. So thank you again. Great. Thanks so much for having me on. Have a good one. You too. Wonderful. We can get some photos now if you like. Sounds good. Oh, perfect. And then you can just send them.